Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, June 30th edition. We are at the end of June already, guys. It's crazy. Three full months into the baseball season is wrapping up. We are just over the halfway point, or just getting to the halfway point. And uh, we got a loaded 15-game slate. Hope everybody enjoyed yesterday's action. The clue bot was just amazing during the day. And then Kershaw was filthy last night. Lamette was amazing. The middle tier guys all pitched pretty well. Hap didn't get the points. He pitched well. He didn't get strikeouts. But uh, Ty on 20-plus. Nelson pitched well. Lamette uh, definitely got his. The, the punts did not work out as planned. And the punts tonight are very... <laughs> the punts tonight might be riskier, but... They still have upside. I don't mind them, but they're extremely risky. You might want to stay in the middle range again tonight. But real quick, before we dig into the pitching on this pretty loaded slate, we got weather. San Francisco at Pittsburgh in PNC Park. You got rain off and on, 40 to 60% chances. Uh, Keep an eye on this one with it being game one in the series. You never know. They might say, nah, we'll play two over the weekend. So keep an eye on that one. Good pitching matchup there. Cueto versus Cole. Yeah, Tampa Bay and Baltimore wind blowing out hard to center. Pretty warm and humid, so it should be nice hitting conditions. And, yep, Chris Tillman's on the mound. Tampa Bay Rays bats, anybody? Uh, Philadelphia at the Mets. Wind blowing out hard to left center field in that one, so we will be looking at some bats there as well. And DeGrom's not a bad play. Cubs at Reds starts out with just mild chances of rain, but gets worse and worse as the evening goes on. So hopefully they can play through that. Being a, a NL Central opponents, that has potential for postponement unless the rain gets better, which, you know, it very well could. These all could change. Cleveland at Detroit, wind blowing in hard from right like that quite a bit. Again, rain coming in late in that one. As the Midwest to East Coast has some, Midwest to Northeast has some, some rain chances here. Um, got Dome, Dome, Rangers at White Sox, uh, rain during the day, and then as the game comes along, it looks to lighten up, so hopefully that one doesn't have an issue. And then we have um, Atlanta at Oakland, wind blowing out hard to center in Oco Coliseum. It'll be cold, Pretty, it's been pretty chilly at night out there, thick layer, so be careful on that one. And that's about it. So, yeah, some rain chances, especially in the Midwest. So keep an eye on all of that as we get things cracking. Uh, your totals on the day, not too bad, actually. Some some high ones, though. Giants, Pirates, 8. That's why I love the, bat, the pitchers there. Uh, Rays, Orioles, 10.5. Red Sox, Jays, 10. You got Phillies, Mets at 8. Thank you, Jacob DeGrom. Cubs, Reds, 9. Indians, Tigers, 10. Yankees, Astros, 7.5. Marlins, Brewers, 10. Those red-hot Brewers. Hope you guys played them yesterday. I really do. Rangers, White Sox, 9.5. Twins, Royals, 8.5. Nationals, Cardinals, 9. Rockies, Diamondbacks, 9. Braves, A's, 8.5. Mariners, Angels, 9. Dodgers, Padres, uh, 7.5. That's a nice pitcher's battle there, potentially. But, yeah, we've got four totals of 10 or higher, and none of them have Coors Field involved. So, we got some... Pretty good pitching options and definitely some bats to play with. Let's get into those pitching options. Kick it off the high price. Jacob DeGrom, 12-5 at home against the fighting Philadelphia Phillies. One of the worst teams in baseball. And you got DeGrom, who's gone eight innings, eight innings, nine innings his last three starts. One zero, one earned run, and seven six six strikeouts. Um, he's been filthy. 31 or more points, basically 31 points. 
on the dot uh, on all three of those starts at the Giants, then at home against the Nationals, and at home against the Cubs. Very, very good opponents. Um, facing a Phillies team, strikes out 23.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. And uh, the ground is just filthy. Striking out almost 28%. Swinging strike rate at 14.5. Good ground ball at 46.6. Still gives up some loud contact, but we're talking the Phillies. So if they run into a few, that's fine. The K's are going to help the ground. It's going to be a lot like I tell you when we have Strasburg and Scherzer the other night or you have Kluber once in a while. They might give up a couple runs, but but he's got potential for a big, big K night in this matchup. They have the lowest total on the board at 319. Lefty's hitting 286. Righty's 309. Phillies having a below average Woba of 299 and a barely average ISO of 137 versus right-handed pitching. Jacob DeGrom, top play of the night, it's price-wise, price-wise, let me clarify that. But he is an outstanding play and definitely could end up being the top play of the evening. Below him, Alex Wood, my, has your price risen to 11.7, but boy, he's earned it. He has earned it. He went 98 pitches last game. If you're going to give me... If you could tell me I'm going to get around 100 pitches from Alex Wood, this price tag looks a lot more tempting. Sure, it's it's 2,100 more than his last one, which uh, has been his highest of the year, so it's, it's it's up there. But the guy has been a strikeout machine, seven or more Ks in three of his last four. It goes deeper than that. He's just been striking out everybody. A 186 ERA, .92 whip. Last start against the Rockies at home, six innings, three hits, one earned seven Ks for 26-5. He has 26 and a half or more points in three of his last four. Uh, he's just been nasty. Basically 23 or more in like six of seven. He's been really, really, really good going up against the San Diego Padres team who's not that good at baseball. We've had that established many times. You have uh, the Padres strike out 25% of the time versus lefties. Wood striking out almost 30% of the batters he faces. Low walk rate, outstanding swinging strike rate, ground ball rate of almost 67%. Um, hard contact slow. Everything is outstanding when it comes to Alex Wood. Padres second lowest total on the board at 329. Lefty's hitting 282. Righty's only 244 versus Wood. And a horrific Woba of 277 for the Padres. First left-handed pitching. It's a steep price tag for Wood. You got to hope that, you know, it wasn't just a fluky start where he got close to 100 pitches. If if that's the way it's going to be, which I'm assuming it is, it looks like he's starting to let guys go deeper. Even um, Rich Hill went deep his last time out. It's almost like, okay, we're at the midway point. Let's start getting our guys ready in a rotation for the real deal. So if Alex Wood is getting those pitches, it is a steep price tag for him. There's no doubt about it. I'd like to see him in the 10s. But on a night like tonight, Alex Wood stands out, uh, especially in tournaments, because a lot of guys would say, oh, we'll just pay up for DeGrom or we'll pay down to one of the next guys. But Alex Wood has tremendous potential against the Padres team in 11-7. I will gamble... A little bit on him for sure. I don't mind him at all. The upside is huge with Alex Wood. Your next guy is Robbie Ray. I just want to specify him because we know the potential that Robbie Ray has. He is just amazing. Um, I want to tell you his home road. He has eight home starts, seven roads. At home, 447 ERA on the road, 132. 19 points at home, 30 points on the road. He's at home against Colorado, who... Is slumping mightily. It's got swept in LA, gets swept in San Francisco. Now he comes into Colorado or in Arizona in a battle for their life. And you're facing Ray, who his last two starts have both been against Philly, one at home, one on the road. And he's been walking 
three straight starts of four walks, which is frustrating. Last two starts against Philly, five and seven Ks. His command was all over the board. Um, prior to that, though, he was a machine of 30-point performances, five straight 30-point performances before that. So if you think we get the Robbie Ray of old, this is a phenomenal start because people still shy away from Colorado bats outside of Colorado where they've been really, really bad. Uh, they strike out 24% of the time versus lefties. We got Ray, who's got a 31% K rate. His walks are 11.2%, which is dreadful. Great swinging strike rate. Hard contact is up at 41.4%, which is scary too because you know you got Aaron Otto and company that they do have thump. You got a guy like Charlie Blackman who's 12 for 23 lifetime with a triple and two homers. Now it's a small sample, but that's pretty good success. Lefty on lefty crime. You got uh, the Rockies with the 4-2-4 total. It's one of the lower ones on the board. Uh, lefty's hitting 281, righty's 324, but the Rockies have a 330 Woba, which is outstanding, and a 181 ISO. It's really, really good against left-handed pitching. So if you're going to use Ray, I'd say tournament only because the upside is tremendous. If Robbie Ray, maybe he worked on things on a side session or something, and he's got it, uh, he's got it working. So it's a really intriguing play. I'll be totally honest with you. But it does worry me because the last two starts, he's looked more like the Robbie Ray last season trying to figure things out than the dominant guy we really started to fall in love with to start this season. So it kind of it depends on how much you want to gamble because you can either pay 1400 to 2200 more for DeGrom or Wood, or you can pay down for this mid-tier. There's two, four, five guys I have circled that I'll go to battle with. Four for sure. Four I'm in love with. One I want to mention as a potential high upside play. So... If you don't want to pay for Ray, I totally get it. I just want to mention the upsides there. So in your top tier, you got DeGrom, Wood, Ray, in that order. That's how I'd play them. Um, if not, we're going down to Garrett Cole at 9500 bucks at home against the San Francisco Giants. Remember, watch the weather in this one. But Cole, we rode him earlier in the year when he was outstanding. He had a string of starts where it was just putrid. He had one, two, three, four, four starts, just dreadful. Two of them were negative numbers, but prior to that, just pure filth. He's figured it out, it looks like, again, 20.2 at home against the Rockies, 24.8 at Milwaukee, which is not an easy place to pitch, and 21.3 at St. Louis. Five Ks in two of three of those starts, one earned run in all three of them, six, seven, seven is innings pitch. So he's going in deep into the games, pitching around 100 pitches. He's limiting the walks, which has been a cold bugaboo at times, but he's facing a Giants team, strikes out only 19% of the time. He strikes out about 20% of the batters he faces. Last 30 days, he's 21st worst on the barrel fit. A 5-1-8 getting barreled 6.35% of the time, striking out 19%. Um, it's got That's improved drastically each start. He was in like the top five at one time. So I think if he has another good start, he will be off that board. He has a 47% ground ball rate, which is very, very good. He has overall hard contact rates, 33.6%. So, it's a good, good pitching environment in PNC Park. Giants have the fourth lowest total on the board at 388. Lefty's hitting 369, but righty's only 285. I think Cole, if you're not paying up for the big three, Cole is very, very enticing at 9,500 versus the Giants. The Ks are the only thing that worry me at that price tag where I need strikeout production. And the Giants don't strike out a ton. But they do have a lot of new young bats in that lineup that I don't think are completely factored into that Giants strikeout percentage. So if you see a, like you know three or four of those young bats in that K rate should skyrocket a little more. So Cole at 95 definitely in play for me. Uh, really good upside. I think it's he's got one of the higher floors. I think it's a really good cash game play for people out there. So Garrett Cole 9500. 
I dropped down to Lance McCullers at home against the New York Yankees in an awesome, awesome series. If you listen to Around the Bases Episode 8, Mo and I previewed the series in our final segment of what to watch for the weekend. Um, great pitching matchups, the whole series. It's going to be awesome. This is a playoff preview, except the Yankees are, you know, might not make it. So that's a whole other story. But McCullers, he's been just awesome. His first start back from the DL last time out against Seattle. At Seattle, five innings, four hits. One earned eight Ks. He only threw 76 pitches, but he got 27 points. We're hoping he's obviously um, back out because he was filthy in that game. 51 of those 76 pitches were strikes. Um, I think it was the fifth inning where they kind of started hitting them, those first four innings. That was masterful. The curveball was just filthy. He was It was just beautiful. Lance McCullers is an amazing pitcher to watch. He's a 20-plus point machine when he's on, especially if they're letting him go deep like he could. That is a question mark still. We're not 100% sure of that because he only threw 76, but unless there's something we don't know, he's healthy. So they should let him go. One factor I do like is the Yankees finished up really late in Chicago. I know it's not a super long flight from Chicago to Houston, but that's a good three, four-hour flight, I'd imagine. Um, so they're getting in late, and that's something I like. I mentioned that a couple a couple podcasts ago with the Giants coming in from Atlanta. There, there's a lot to that, when they, and especially these guys because the Giants at least came home. Yankees are on the road, so they get in late and go to a hotel room. It's not like they're going to their their, their own beds. So there's something to that. Um, Yankees are striking out over 22% versus righties. McCullers striking out almost 30% of the batters he faces. Swinging strike rate of 13. A ground ball rate of 63%, and that's because of that just curveball that drops off the table. Uh, there's a lot to love about McCullers. Might give up a home run or two against those great bats, but McCullers is outstanding. And the Yankees have the third lowest total on the board at 332 Lefties 291, righties 296 against McCullers. We know the Yankees have one of the best offenses in baseball. There's no hiding that. But uh, McCullers at 8800 bucks has tremendous re- like upside. This is a guy we used to pay five digits for. So if he can, if he's going 90 plus pitches, I'm not even saying 100. If he goes 90 plus, gets us five innings for sure, if not six or more at 8800 bucks. We're talking. Big upside here with McCullers. A guy I like a lot. People still hate on him, but he has continued to produce. Uh, he had a couple hiccups, but his last time out at the White Sox, seven innings, four hits, one earned, seven Ks. I'm talking Sonny Gray. He's got six or more Ks in three or four, five or more in all four of those. He's been really, really good this year. Uh, like Not super consistent, but at worst, he's averaging almost 16 points. He's got a really good cash game floor. But more importantly, he's at home in Oco. Um, I told you it's going to be a little chilly, so it's not the best hitting environment. And he's facing a Braves team. You know, not the best Braves team in the world. They strike out over 19% versus righties. We saw Lamette just mow them down last night. Um, Lamette's a bit much more like heavier strikeout pitcher than Gray. That's been established. But Gray still strikes out almost 24% of the batters he faces. Uh, swinging strike, strike rates up to 12% is getting better and better as he seems to just keep getting back into that groove. He's been so banged up, and, you know, he's working back into it. He's got a fifty, almost 55% ground ball rate. Uh, really good spot here against the Braves. The Braves have the four, fifth lowest total on the board at 3.9. Lefty's 318, righty's 354, but I think a lot of that was early on when he's really getting spanked. Gray has looked good. I'm not saying the Braves can't do it, but I think it's a great spot. In a great environment, uh, with Sunny Grade 84 versus Atlanta, I have no problem with him. This is why I'm saying you don't have to pay up if you don't want to. Some of these guys in the middle tier 
have almost as much upside as those top guys. Those top guys have better matchups per se. Potentially, I don't know. I think Atlanta's a great matchup for Sonny Gray, but they might have like bigger 30 plus point upside, but these guys have 25 plus points and 30s wouldn't surprise you. Gray's last time out, he went out there in Chicago and got you uh 28.8 points. So 20 plus points is in, I'm not, okay, before that comes out, that statement comes out of my mouth. 20 plus points is very possible tonight from Gray. Next up, Jacob Faria at eighty three hundred bucks at Baltimore. I'm waiting for this 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 miracle run to stop, but until it does, I'm going to keep riding this pony. This kid has been outstanding. He was one of their pro- bigger prospects, not their high end probably, one of their bigger ones, and he has just been great. He has two, four, four starts so far. Two one zero ERA, point nine seven WHIP. Last start out was at home against Baltimore. Six innings, five hits, three earned, seven Ks. Seven nine eight five. Those are his strikeout numbers. Those are outstanding. He's going deep in every game, pitch count wise. Um, he's got six innings or more in every start. He has sixteen point seven points his last time out. Then thirty one six twenty eight one twenty three three. That was home versus Baltimore at Detroit at Toronto. Home versus the White Sox. All very you know possibly good offenses. Faria's facing Baltimore. Strikes out almost twenty three percent of the time versus righties. His K rate, 28.2, 13% swinging strike rate, low hard contact, love things with Faria. Somehow Baltimore has the third highest team total at 516. Lefties, 244, righties, 250 versus Faria. So maybe they're, waiting, they're saying that shoe's going to drop tonight with that team total. That total shocks me, to tell you the truth. Really shocks me. Um, they haven't been really lighting anybody up at all. Now, can they like Faria? They have tons of power. We know this. Machado, Trumbo, um, Jones, Mancini, Scope. There's tons of power there, but just overall consistency of stringing it together, as long as you're not walking, guys, they really haven't been that juggernaut people think about. It. They're like, to me, the way the Red Sox haven't been performing the way they can, the Cubs. There's, a lot of these guys were used to being juggernauts. They haven't been. So the team total worries me a bit. That That... I did not see five one six coming, third highest on the slate. But I love this kid, and I think the fact he's facing Baltimore will keep him low owned yet again. He's eighty three hundred bucks, really, really good upside with Faria. Um, he's young, so that bad starts coming. He can't keep pitching this well this long. But uh, I'll ride the train. Faria will be in some of my lineups tonight. There's no doubt about that. And the fifth and final pitcher in this mid tier is Johnny Cueto, seventy eight hundred bucks at Pittsburgh. Great pitching environment in Oco, but it's Cueto, who's frustrating a lot of guys. His last two starts, both gone seven innings, one earned, two earned. They're only three and four Ks. The Ks have been down this year, which is a big bugaboo. We had 15 and 16.2. Um, he's been weird. His velocity hasn't quite been there. But 700 bucks for a guy of Cueto's caliber, you know it's there, and the upside's tremendous. But he's facing – the caveats are he's facing Pittsburgh, strikes out about a little less than 19% of the time versus righties. you got Cueto striking out about 22%, but he still has that 11.2% swinging strike rate, which is outstanding. Uh, but the hard contact rate's there and the home run fly ball's there, which it makes sense because Cueto has been hit at times this year. But at 700 bucks against a Pirates offense, that's usually not super scary. Like, really, do they – Terrify you? No. They have the sixth lowest total on the board at 412. Lefties 303, righties 281. They have an average Woba and ISO against righties. Um, sure, they can do it. I told you they Archer gave up 
three or four runs. Polanco went deep. McCutcheon, he's on fire, and he's got against Cueto. McCutcheon's 18 for 65. It's a 277 clip. But he's got four doubles, a triple, and four home runs against Cueto. There's stuff to be worried about, but at 7,800 bucks, Cueto can give up two or three runs. If you can somehow string together five, six, seven strikeouts and get you six plus innings, that's not a bad start at all. Especially when you look at the pitchers below 7,800 bucks, it's not bad at all. Um, the upside with him also is Cueto can, we've seen Cueto go seven plus with no earned runs and seven plus Ks. And man, if he pulls that out of his hat at 700 bucks, you are doing backflips. So I wanted to mention him because he has struggled a ton, but his price tag has always been so high. I just stay away from him. But now it's like DraftKings is dangling that carrot where you have to at least look at it more. You you can't just completely ignore him like I have. Like if you look at his prices, four starts ago was 10-8, then it was 11-7. Two starts ago was 91. Last start out was 86. It just continues to plummet. And his last two starts, 15 and 16.2. Honestly, you want more than 15. But if he's getting me at least 15, and I know I can match it up with another pitcher and his 7800 bucks allows me to get another bat or two that has more upside to get me, you know, five to 10 more points than a punt bat I'd have to use. Well, then that 15 turns into like, you could justify 20 to 25. You got to look at those angles too. Like ideally we'd love more than 15 because if he's getting us 20 plus, like I said, we're doing backflips, but at least if he can get us 15, he keeps us in tournaments and keeps us alive. And it's a gamble. I, w- I wouldn't completely go cash with him. I'd say GPP only for the gamble part. But it's a really good good spot for Cueto to find it tonight, I hope. Um, that's not even a Giants kind of talking. That's just a GPP player saying there's, there's potential there. So your mid-tier, you got Cole, 95, McCullers, 88, Gray, 84, Faria, 83, Cueto, 78. I'm going Gray as my number one, McCullers, two, Cole, three, Faria, four, Cueto, five. But Faria, I love. I could put him at two or three. But Gray and McCullers, they're like 1A, 1B. And then if you want to say, if you want to say Faria and Cole are two A two B, I have no problem with that. But Gray and McCullers are the ones I'm really building around there in the middle. And then I'll have a fair amount of Faria and Cole. Okay, when you get below Cueto, it is disgusting. You have Marco Estrada who's struggling at home against Boston. There's upside there. If you want to use him at 71, I get it, totally get it. Uh, Boston's bats, they're so inconsistent, but in that ballpark and the way he's struggling, fly ball pitcher, it has disaster written all over it, but there is upside. If you want to do it, I get it. I'm not recommending recommending it, but I understand it. Um, John Gray returning from the DL in Coors Light. I have to see him first because he still was giving up on him. He had, before his last rehab start, five runs and eight innings. Strikeouts are there, but he's still giving up runs, so that worries me a bit. Tanner Rourke has been a disaster. I can't touch him until I see something else. Feldman's been off and on. He's at home, though, in that ballpark, which is scary, facing a Cubs team that's not the Cubs we remember. So at 8300 bucks, 6300 if you want to be real crazy, I see it, but I would avoid it. Uh, Edison Volquez, there is some upside, but it's in Milwaukee against that hot, hot offense. GPP-wise, that could be sneaky good at 6 k but he's been much better at home than on the road. I'm avoiding it. We're going down to... Austin Bibbins Dirks at 5,600. I figure if we're going to punt, we're getting into the fives. We're not even messing with the sixes because it's so ugly. I want that just way, way, way huge upside. And we're talking Bibbins Dirks, who is last start out at the Yankees. Seven innings, five hits, one earned, three Ks for 20.2 points. He has pitched well on the road. His 
other road start at Washington, seven innings, three hits, one earned, two Ks for 19.4. You're going to give me 20 points at 5600 bucks. Anybody? Bueller? That sounds good to me. So, and obviously, that's not a lock by any means, but he's at the White Sox. Um, his, road, his home road splits, very, very small sample, but it's a light, night and day difference at home. 6570 ERA on the road, 222. He's averaging 13 points on the road. I'll take 13 at $5,600. If he's got upside for more, I'm in. He doesn't have a big strikeout arm. Um, that's a concern. And trust me, these punts are dicey. If you don't want to punt, I have no problem with that tonight. But the upside's there. Uh, White Sox do strike out almost 23% of the time. So even though he's only like a 15% K guy, the White Sox might help him get to, <clears throat> say, four or five Ks. And, man, at 5600 bucks, you're lighting things on fire. But he does have a high hard contact rate. There is a... Uh, Home run to fly ball that worries you, but they're middle of the pack team total at four six nine, uh, middle of the pack. Like I said, lefties three thirteen, righties two fifty seven. They have a below average wOBA of two ninety nine versus righties. Uh, their bats are good, but they've been cold. The Yankees four game series they were rather cold, so maybe that carries over. Maybe it doesn't. It's a punt. Ariel Miranda at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim at fifty five hundred bucks. He only uh, he's. Gave up four runs his last start prior to that against Detroit. Seven innings, four hits, two earned, three Ks. We've seen him boomer bust. He had a stretch where he was outstanding against Tampa Bay at Washington, against the White Sox at Toronto. And then he's had some other just disasters. There's no sugarcoating Ariel Miranda. It's it's out, you know, it's outhouse or penthouse with this man. But at fifty five hundred bucks, there's tremendous upside if you feel like punting. Um, you have you know, the Angels, not the biggest strikeout team, more than normal. They do struggle quite a bit versus lefties. We just saw, no, okay, I know it's they're not Clayton Kershaw, but Kershaw just mowed them down. And we've seen other lefties do the same. So Miranda at 55, there is upside. Another one, and this one, I can't believe. When I was going through this, I'm like, huh, I dug a little deeper. Huh. Doug Fister, $5,000 at the Toronto Blue Jays. Fister's first start out with the Red Sox, six innings, seven hits, three earned, six Ks at home against the Angels for 13.5 DraftKings points. He's $5,000. There's going to be like seven outfielders more than him tonight, plus other position players. He is cheap. He's facing a Toronto team that just got destroyed by Ubaldo Jimenez last night, Wade Miley the night before, and I don't even remember the night before, but they had three phenomenal matchups versus the Orioles. And goose eggs. Just horrible. Now they have power. And it is Doug Fister. So let's be honest. But they do strike out over 20% of the time. Fister's numbers are very small samples. But if he just gives you a quality start at $5,000, you're, 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 you're happy. They do have the second highest team total on the board at 526. So it's risky as risky can be. And the final one, Parker Bidwell of the Angels, $4,700. He's been serviceable since coming into the rotation. Uh, he's made technically three starts. His last one was at Boston, six and two-thirds, seven hits, two earned, four Ks. Not a big K guy. That's the downside. He's actually made four starts. My bad, four starts. Um, he's averaging 12 fantasy points at 4700 bucks. I will take that. He's only got four, three, one, four. Those are strikeout numbers. But it's uh, two earned runs, two earned runs, zero, and three in his four starts. He's had a 95-pitch outing two starts ago. He had 75 pitches his last outing, so 
Can't really gauge where he's at, but he's going to get at least 75. I'm pretty positive of that. At 4,700 bucks against the you know the Mariners, who we know can hit the ball. I'm not worried about that, but they strike out over 21% of the time. He's got a 41% ground ball rate. The hard contact and fly, home run and fly ball are scary, but the Angels literally are the middle-priced team total. Uh, or sorry, I need the Mariners. Mariners, they're right below the Angels at 4.47. Uh, small sample, lefties 391, righties 352. So, yes, terrifying, but it's in Angel Stadium, which not a bad pitcher's park, to be totally honest with you. And at 4700 bucks, there's a lot of upside there. So, if I got to rank these guys, I'll, just, I'll go Bidwell 1, Miranda 2, Bibbins Dirks 3, Fister 4. But Fister, really, the more I dig into him, I like him more and more. So, all of those are... Con- Completely ugly, riskier than risky plays. Like, really, don't expect much, but they have upside, and if you need to punt, they're there. So your pitchers, top tier, DeGrom, Wood, Ray, in that order. Middle tier, Graham McCullers, 1A, 1B. Rotate that however you want. Cole and Faria, 2A, 2B, however you want to rotate that around. And then you got Cueto with upside. And then your punts, Bidwell, Miranda, Bivens, Dirks, Fister, in whatever order makes you happy. Let's get into the bats on this 15-game slate. You got the scary Sanchez, 46 versus McCullers. He's in uh, cold. All these upside if you need him, though. Buster Posey at 4K. Alex Avila is my top price catcher again tonight. $3,900. First base catcher eligible against Josh Tomlin, who is 11th worst on the barrel fifth the last 30 days after a nice start to the year. He's resorted to Josh Tomlin, getting barreled 7.6% of the time. Um, Avila, a hard contact rate of over 60% versus righties. That is best in all of baseball versus right-handed pitchers. And I heard somewhere his soft contact rate is below 5% versus righties. So when he hits it, he hits it hard versus right-handed pitching. Avila at 39 is outstanding today. JT Real Muto, 3700 bucks in Miller Park in that ballpark against Garza. Has some nice upside there. Wilson Contreras, 37 versus Feldman. I remember last time that he was in Cincinnati, he had a grand slam on a Sunday there. Uh, nice small ballpark. He's swinging a good stick. He's 37 and in play. Um, go down to the guys like Wilson Ramos, 36. He's only been back for a few games. Hasn't really gone off yet, but we know that bat is upside. He's facing Chris Tillman, who can get lit up. I'd probably pay up for like a Contreras or a Rio Muto, but Ramos at 36 has some serious upside. Brian McCann at 36 versus Pineda with the home run ability. Chirinos, the power against Pelfrey at 35 is not bad at all. Pelfrey has limited the big fly this year, but Chirinos is definitely a big fly candidate. Uh, if you're not using Bridwell, which is totally fine, Mike Zunino at 35 has some upside there. Matt Weeders, 34 versus Leak, is not bad. Uh, as you go down, Manny Pena against Edison Volquez at 33. Pena went deep again yesterday. The kid continues to rake. I like him versus Volquez at 33. Um, as you go down the list some more. Austin Barnes likely to get the, he might get the start over um, Grandal today with the lefty uh, goddamn I'm blanking with the lefty Richard on the mound Barnes is thirty two hundred bucks he's actually been hitting okay almost averaging seven DraftKings points his last ten games uh, he got a goose egg on the twenty seventh but then seven sixteen eighteen points so Barnes at thirty two could be a nice low owned catcher low at a lower priced catcher. Uh, Martin Maldonado hits lefties rather well versus Miranda. He's thirty one hundred bucks for the Angels, so you got they're not the best catchers. Like I, if you can afford Avila, I love it. But if you're not going to pay up, I get it. 
There's some value down here in the low threes. Steven Vote, if Pena doesn't start at 3K, has some upside. Don't mind that at all. Um, as you keep going down, you got the likes of Elias Diaz versus Cueto at 29. And then um, where's my, Chris Jimenez for Minnesota versus Vargas. If he gets a start, 2800 bucks versus the lefty. Kevin Smith, I still like to use him as my punt. He got a couple points last night. He's 2800 for the White Sox against Bivens Dirks. Um, not the worst play in the world. If Austin Hedges is in the lineup, he's 2800 versus Wood. Uh, I'm not a big fan of fading Wood, but he's a right-handed bat versus lefty with some power. And then Bruce Maxwell, 2600 versus Fulte, that left-handed bat versus Fultonevich. Fulte's been okay. He's been better this year. He's in a good ballpark tonight. But um, that is some nice upside with the lefty bat of Maxwell in that lineup. And we'll have to see how the lineups play out to see if there's any other value at the catcher's position later. First base, Goldie at 55 versus Gray. You got Bellinger versus Richard at 54. Rizzo at 48 versus Feldman is really, really solid. Like that a lot. Lomo at 47 versus Tillman's outstanding. Lomo versus Tillman, that's recipe for some fun. Uh, Encarnacion, 46 versus Animal Sanchez. That Cleveland-Detroit game should be fireworks. The total was, yeah, 10. There's a lot to like on both sides in that game. So Edwin at 46. Zimmerman, 46 versus Leak. Uh, Joey Votto, 46. He can hit lefties. Don't be scared by that. I loved him yesterday. I told you that. He double-donged. Uh, he's in a decent spot today. There's some other good options, but he's not in a bad spot at all. Jose Abreu, 43. Still is not homered at home yet this year, but he's facing Bivens Dirks at 43. That is in play. Justin Smoke versus Fister at 43 is not bad at all. Justin Bohr. 42 versus Garza, I like a ton. I like that a lot. Uh, some value there if you're not paying up. There's some up, tremendous upside. Got Trey Mancini at 4K. Mitch Moreland at 4K versus Estrada with some nice upside there. Didn't do much yesterday, but tremendous upside against a flyball pitcher like Estrada. There's a Vila at 39. Miguel Cabrera is still not $4,000. He's $3,900, and all he's doing is raking six more points yesterday. Homered in two previous games. He's facing... Uh, Josh Tomlin, and he's only 3900 bucks. Or th yeah, that's a really, really good look. Matt Carpenter, 39 versus Tanner Rourke, is a solid, solid play as well. Eric Thames is down to 39. I told you he just continues to slump. So if you want to gamble on him, I totally get it. It's a great matchup, but he's struggling. Got Ian Desmond and Mark Reynolds for the Rockies, both facing Ray at 39. Uh, I know Ray's struggling, so I'm not all on board throwing him, but I'm not really... All in on targeting him either. I get it if you do, but those Rockies bats have struggled. But great environment to, to get back to get right. Josh Bell at 38. Eric Hosmer at 37. You got Joey Gallo at 37 with the, all that power upside. Kendris Morales, 37 versus Fister is definitely in play. Hanram went deep yesterday. He's 37. Brandon Belt's been swinging it well. He's 37. A guy I love tonight. I've been loving him a lot lately. He's been paying off. Ryan Healy's 3,600 versus Fulty. First base, third base eligible. If you're paying down, that's a really solid play. Uh, yeah, Will Myers went deep last night. He's facing Wood at 36. If Adam Lynn cra cracks the lineup, he's 35 versus Leak. There's a lot of power upside in that matchup. Pool Hole's 3,400 versus the lefty Miranda. You know, Pool Hole's can really hit those lefties well still to this day. Uh, there's power upside in Aguilar at 34 and Vargas 33 for the Brewers and Twins, respectively. If you want to kind of roll the dice, same with Matt Davidson at 32. These are more your, your gambles down here at the bottom. Definitely more gambles. You want to stay higher up if you want the consistency. Let's head over to second base.
base and started off with our usual suspects. Jose Ramirez, 5,100 versus Animal Sanchez. If you can afford him, that is a great play. He's not slowing down right now, and he's got a great matchup against Animal. I totally can get behind that. Robbie Cano versus Bridwell at 49 is a really, really good play, just like Daniel Murphy at 48. These are all really good plays. That's why they're high-priced, but uh, really solid there. Got Scooter Jeanette at 43. It's lefty on lefty crime there. Paul DeJong's 42. Eric Sogard's 40. I can't pay 42 for Sogard. I just can't do it. Chris Taylor versus the lefty Richard at 42 is a sneaky good play. Johnny VR double dong yesterday. is 41. He'll be popular. Keep that in mind. But if he's hitting like that, can't blame you. Ian Happ at 41 versus Feldman is definitely worth a look. I like that quite a bit. Jed Lowry at 4K versus Fulte is definitely in play. Could definitely get behind that. Um, as you go down the list some more, you got Dozier versus the lefty Vargas at 39. Dozier versus the lefty. Tons of upside there. Uh, Kipnis 38 versus Animal Sanchez. That is cheap, cheap, cheap for Kipnis uh, against Animal Sanchez at 38. Uh, there's some nice upside here at the second base position. Jonathan Scope, if you're not using Faria, he's got the power potential at 38. Same with Javi Vias, 38 versus Feldman. Uh, both those guys could easily you know, find pay dirt. Ian Kinsler's only 3700 bucks versus Tomlin. Kinsler has been raking. And that is just a great price tag. At 23 points yesterday, two for three with a homer. He's uh, averaging 8.1 points his last, or no, wrong button. He's averaging 12.1 points his last 10 games. So 3,700 for Kinsler is not bad at all. Um, as you continue to go down, Kiki Hernandez will be in the lineup versus the lefty Richard. He's second base alpha. He's 3,700. Not a bad play if you need him. Uh, Jose Perella, 35 versus Wood. He's been our boy. Rugio Doors only 33 versus Pelfrey. That's really cheap for the upside you can get with Rugi. He's struggled. He's only averaging four points his last 10 games. We one for three with two steals and 13 points yesterday. He's going to break out eventually. You got Yelmer Sanchez at 33 versus Dirks. That's got some upside. He's been having a really good year. Um, as you go down, you start to see looking for value. You got Jose Peraza, 2,900 bucks, right handed bat versus Montgomery usually towards the top of the order when there's a lefty on the mound. So if he is, there is upside there at 2,900 with Peraza. Definitely worth an interesting punt look there. Um, yeah, guys like Featherstone and Robertson for Tampa Bay versus Tillman, if they crack the lineup at 27, especially Robertson. Uh, he's got a little more power upside than Featherstone, but 2,700. They could be interesting punts if you really want to kind of go off the rails a little bit. Uh, you got Wilmer Defoe, great chance he'll be in the lineup, him or Steven Drew. Wilmer Defoe's second base shortstop at 2,400 with the sad news of Trey Turner leaving town with the broken wrist. So he'll be out for quite some time, at least a month. So Defoe and Drew will be in the lineup. They'll both be cheap value options against Leak tonight. Third base, Jose Ramirez at 5,100. Mentioned him, Jake Lamb, 5K at home against Gray is not bad at all. Donaldson, 47. Travis Shaw, 47. He's in play again for me tonight. Guy's just crushing the baseball. Longo, 46 versus Tillman. I love Longo tonight. If you're not paying up, Longo's a great play. One, he's been swinging a great stake versus lefties and righties. Career versus Tillman, 20 for 60. It's 303 average. Four doubles, three, uh, one triple. And be ready for this. Out of his 20 hits, I already mentioned five of them are extra base hits. At least 15. Out of those other 15 hits, Nine are home runs off of Chris Tillman. Nine. I know you don't have to be a BVP fan. 
60 at-bats is a decent sample size. He's seen Tillman a lot, and he hits him well. And almost half of his 20 hits are home runs. So keep that in mind with Longo at 4,600. Justin Turner against Richard at 45 is a solid play as well. Jericho, 44, not bad as he hits right. He's extremely well, and Tanner Rourke has been hot garbage. Rendon went deep yesterday. He's 43. You got Kyle Seager at 43 versus Bridwell in play. Arenado is only 4,300 bucks versus Robbie Ray. I know Ray's really good. Arenado hits lefties. It's everybody. Well, he's a great ball player in that ballpark. It's going to be hard to ignore Arenado at 4,300 bucks. I'll be completely honest with you. That's a tough one to just walk past, especially with Ray's struggles a little bit here. Um, an Ofer is definitely in the play if Ray shows up, but Arenado at 43, it's hard to say no to that. Beltre at 41 and Sano at 4K are both really good. Uh, don't mind those at all. You have uh, likes of Nick Castellanos at 39. Yanel Escobar hits lefties well. Facing Miranda at 39. He is in play. Ustak is 38 versus Urban Santana. Not bad at all. So you got some three high 3K value down here. Eugenio Suarez, 3,800 versus Montgomery. You got Machado at 38 versus Faria. Not bad. I mentioned Gallo at 37. Love Healy at 36 still. Um, love them. You got Martin Prado at 36. I'd probably just take Healy. Um, but Prado's there if you want to go off the, off the rails. Matt Davidson at 32 with the power upside as he's slumping, but that upside is still tremendous. And then there's Steven Drew, third base shortstop at 28. He should be in the lineup. It's going to be him or Defoe, so keep an eye on that. He's 28. Defoe, I think I said, was 26 or something. So you got upside there. Daniel Robinson, I mentioned, at second base. He's second base, third base for Tampa at 27 if he cracks the lineup. Um, you got Jay Gwynn Hong of the Giants. He made his debut on Wednesday now, went deep. He had a great, great season so far in AAA. Um, coming over from Korea where he hit really well. He's 2600 bucks if you want to punt third base. I don't really advise it with a guy like him who's only played one pro game. But he's only 3600 so the upside is definitely there if you want to look that direction. Heading over to shortstop, Corey Seager at 52, Segura at 47. I like Segura quite a bit. Correa at 45, a double dong yesterday, and he's facing Pinata. It's an interesting play. Uh, Andres at 44 is having a great year. Got Chris Owens at 44. As Drupal Cabrera is on fire, and he's 4300 bucks. So keep him in mind. Lindor at 42 is definitely in play. Endleton Simmons versus a lefty at 41 is a very solid play. Mentioned Javi Baez at 38. Orlando Arcia is swinging it well. He's 37 versus Volquez. Didier Gore is 37 against McCullers. It's GPP only. Tulowitzki is swinging a decent bat of late. He's 35 versus Fister if you want to kind of go off the wall a little bit there. Uh, as you go down some more, you got the likes of... Eduardo Escobar at 32 versus Vargas. Tim Anderson, 32 versus Bidman's Dirks. Uh, Jorge Polanco's been swinging a, a power bat in the last few games. He's 3,100 versus Vargas. Uh, Vargas has been really good versus righties, though, so just be careful about going too heavy with the Twins. But, you know, they do hit lefties well. So Trevor Story's 3K versus the lefty Ray. Story's having a horrible year, but he does mash lefties. So if you want to play a GPP angle, there you can. Same with Brian, uh, Brandon Crawford, 29 versus Cole. It's, uh, there's tremendous upside with those bats. We know what they can do. They're just having really bad years. But that's that's a lot of value there. But Steven Drew at 28. Uh, you got Barreto at 28 versus Fulte. I believe that's going to be his first home start for for Barreto. So that'll be fun to see. Um, as you go down some more, 
You got JT Riddle at 26 against Garza. That's a nice punt in that ballpark. Big park shift. We're used to using them in Miami where it definitely favors pitchers. Now we're in Milwaukee and Miller Park, so that's got some really good upside versus Garza at 26 uh, as a punt play. You got Tyler Wade versus McCullers at 26. I'd probably go to Wade instead of – I mean uh, Riddle instead of Wade at the same price point. And then you got Defoe at 24, who I mentioned. So you got some interesting punt options especially if Defoe's in the lineup, but Riddle for sure. Wade should be starting, and there's some other guys down below. If you want to punch shortstop, there are some options. Heading to the outfield now. You got Bryce Harper at 55 versus Leak. That is a great play. Judge at 54 versus McCullers. Um, teams are starting to walk him. They're starting to give him the bonds treatment, so beware there. And uh, McCullers is really good. It's, it's a mix and match, so it's an interesting play. But short porch and right could be fun. I mentioned Bellinger at 54. Mookie Betts at 52 went deep yesterday. Corey Dickerson at 49 is a great play against Tillman. Great play. I'm, I'm going to pick on Tillman. I'm telling you, it's a beautiful play. Springer, 49 versus Pineda. He's just crushing the baseball, so you can't ignore him ever. Cruz at 48. Bautista at 46. Giancarlo at 46. Went deep yesterday against Garza in that ballpark. is a good play today. Ryan Braun, the cover boy. Third straight day, the cover boy went deep. I'm going to try for four today, hopefully. But Ryan Braun at 46 versus Volquez. He's on fire. I'm going to continue rolling the dice with him. J.D. Martinez against Tallman at 45. I absolutely love. So instead of paying up for the five guys, I could go like C. Dick, Stanton, Braun, Martinez in this 4K range. Be very happy. You got Keon Broxton at 45 versus Volquez with upside. Domingo Santana's 45 with Milwaukee. He went deep yesterday. Uh, Broxton's been a hotter hitter, but Santana's got tons of upside too. Jay Bruce had a nice night last night. He's 45 versus Lively. He's definitely in play in this matchup here. Uh, no problems with that at all. When you're looking at uh, Suspedis at 45, you got Peralta at 45 versus Gray. Shinsu Chu at 44. He's been leading off, doing very, very well for the Texas Rangers. Don't mind that at all at 4,400. Uh, you got Slumping Tommy Pham. K with the Chris Davis, 44 versus Fulte. There's a nice power upside there. Ben Gamble, if he's towards the top of the order at 44 versus Bridwell. Adam Duvall against the lefty Montgomery in Cincinnati at 44. That's a really good play. Duvall, he's homered a few times this week already. Good look there. I mentioned Charlie Blackman's success versus Robbie Ray. He's 4,400. So you can get Blackman and Arenado really cheap. And you can get a little bit of Colorado exposure if you want to fade Ray. It's not the worst thing you could do. Steven Sousa Jr., 43 versus Tillman with the upside there. The Grandy Man continues to crush the baseball. He's 4300 bucks leading off for the Mets versus Lively. Can't sleep on that. Jock Jams went deep last night. He's facing a lefty tonight, so it's a little different, but he's 43. Got McCutcheon at 42. He's been swinging a really good stick. And he's hit Cueto pretty well, as I mentioned earlier. Mitch Hanniger at 42 versus Bridwell. Josh Reddick, 42. He's been hot since returning from the DL. So 42 for Reddick's not bad at all because people overlook him in that lineup. But he's batting second, so he's right in the thump. Chris Taylor mentioned him already. You got Michael Brantley at 41 versus Annables. Not bad at all. Fraser leading off versus Cueto at 41. Mentioned Hap. Gardner at 41 versus McCullers. I still love that bat. Not tonight against McCullers as much, but let me down last night. Chisenhall 4K versus, versus Annable is a great play. Justin Upton at 4K versus Tomlins are a really good play as well. Like both of those. Um... You got the Milkman at 4K versus Bibbins Dirks. Mancini at 4K versus Faria. Trumbo at 39 versus Faria. All with some interesting GPP upside there. 
Uh, Benintendi at 39. Maven at 39 versus Miranda leading off is a really sneaky play. Maven, that's really sneaky at 3900 bucks. Yellick and Ozuna are only 39 versus Garza. Both really nice plays. Yellick a little more because lefties hit Garza a ton, but Ozuna's hitting everybody with a, a lot of power. So both of those guys are in play. If you had to pick one, I'd pick Yellick, but you can't pick really wrong in this matchup with those two. Mentioned Thames earlier at 39. Desmond's 39. Lorenzo Cain, 38 versus Santana. Uh, Nomar Mazzara at the power upside at 38. He took Kluber deep yesterday. He can take anybody deep. Uh, you got Malik Smith leading off for Tampa Bay versus Tillman at 3,800 with some upside. Billy Hamilton at 38. Uh, Adam Jones, 37. Denard Span leading off at 37 is not horrible. He's been playing pretty well. Mitch and Belt at 37. Uh, you got Matt Joyce leading off at 37. As you keep going down, Yasiel Puig's been hitting lefties really well. He's 3,700 bucks versus Richard. And Kiki Hernandez, 37 as well. Those two Dodgers versus lefties is very, very nice. Uh, if you're going that direction, uh, as you keep going, Carlos Beltran at 36 for some power upside versus Pineda at a decent price tag. Got Seth Smith leading off for Tampa or for Baltimore against Faria at 3500. Not bad there. Brian Goodwin batting usually second, left-handed against Leak at 35. Let's see how the the lineup shapes up with their leadoff man out now. Randall Gritchick is crushing the baseball since returning from single A. Got another one yesterday. He's 3,500 versus Tanner Rourke. There's some nice upside. Uh, Scotty Shevler versus Montgomery at 35. Shevler's actually been okay versus lefty, so he's in a little bit of a funk home run-wise, but overall not bad. Bradley Zimmer's 34 versus Animal Sanchez. That's got some good upside. I love Zimmer because they bat him night, so you can get him cheap, and then go like Kipnis and those guys up top and do like a wraparound with Lindor and Kipnis and like Ramirez or something. It's an interesting little stack, different angle. So because everyone goes like one through four, but if you go nine, one, two, three, it's a different angle to the stack. Um, I got pitch. No, Matt Kemp at 34 versus Gray. If you want to go there, Jacoby Ellsbury, 34, Althair at 34. None of those are really striking my fancy. Robbie Grossman switch hitting 33 versus Vargas. I can get behind. Um, I have a Garcia left. He's day to day. He's thirty three hundred bucks for Spivens Dirks. There's a lot of power upside if he makes that lineup. Uh, you got Hunter Renfro thirty three hundred versus Wood facing a lefty. The power and ISO and all that good stuff with Renfro versus lefties is one of the best in all of baseball. He went deep last night versus a lefty. Got Greg Arbonko leading off at thirty three. Got Adam Engel for the White Sox at thirty two. He's been very productive no matter where he's been in that lineup. So he's been driving in runs, getting on base. Thirty two hundred bucks for Engel is not bad at all. In that matchup, as you get down to the even lower priced guys, you um, you got the likes of there's not much done. Maybe John Jay if he makes the lineup at 31 versus Feldman has some you know potential upside. Um, Jorge Soler was killing it in the minors. He's 3K versus Urban Santana. I prefer him versus a lefty. But we can go that route. Jose Martinez got a two run knock, scored some runs yesterday. He's first base outfit eligible. He's 3K for the Cardinals. That is a great punt power upside. He's got a lot of power. So he's 3K versus Tanner Rourke. Um, Manny Margot's back, that right-handed bat versus Wood at 3K. Mikey Montox with batting in the second. He's either second or he's at the bottom. It just rotates through that order. But he is um, $2,900 against uh, Tomlin. You got the likes of Gregory Polanco. He's 2,900. He went deep yesterday. 
Uh, I told you the upside's always there. He's just very inconsistent right now. That's why the price tag's so low. But a lot of upside there with uh, Polanco at 29. As you keep going down, there's a few down here. I know I'm going to hit here in a minute. You got Odebel Herrera versus DeGrom at 28. That's risky, but if you want to. Um, where's my boys? Where are you at? Know. John Jaso actually went deep yesterday. He's 2,600. I don't like recommending Jaso very often, but he's super cheap if you want to go that direction. Um, Shane Peterson of Tampa Bay. He is a left-handed stick. He was in the lineup yesterday. Got eight points. It, I doubt he'll be in the lineup today, but if he is, he's 2,500 versus Tillman. That's not a bad punt at all. That's one I don't mind. And Austin Slater of the Giants at 24 versus Cole is okay. Matt Olson, he's been batting second. That's the guy I was looking for. Twenty three hundred bucks for Fulty. We know how lefties can hit Fulty, so it's definitely something to keep an eye on with Olson if you want to punt one. That's not a bad punt at all. Batting second in that lineup. Hopefully, he's still batting second there when things end. So there are your bats. Back to pitching, top tier: Degrom, Wood, Ray in that order. And then your middle tier: it's Drea McCullers, one A, one B, Faria Cole, one A, one B, and then Cueto. Then down below, you can make some match between Bidwell, Fister, Miranda, and Bibbins Dirks. All different angles there. When it comes to your bats, Tampa Bay, who I told you I love, love, love. Highest team total on the board of 5-3-4. They crush the baseball on Tillman. He gets crushed. Toronto's got a high team total of 5-2-6 versus Fister. If you're going that route and you think Toronto's finally going to wake up, Milwaukee versus Edinson Volquez, 505 total. Lefty's hitting 346 off Volquez. Righty's 324. Milwaukee is hot. I like them a lot. Indians, 501 total versus Animal Sanchez. Lefty's 340. Righty's 385. Like that a ton. In that same game, you got Detroit, 499 total versus Tomlin. Lefty's 310. Righty's 362. So I'm telling you, JD, Upton, Castellanos, Kinsler, uh, Miggy, they are a right handed dominant lineup, and Righty's hit Tomlin extremely, extremely well. I love it, and they're super cheap. It's crazy. Um, Marlins, 495 total versus Garza. Lefty's 346, righty's 311. So I told you, Yellick over Ozuna, potentially, but I like both. Stanton's always in play, and Justin Bohr. You can even go D. Gordon if he wants to set the table, but Justin Bohr was cheap. And in that ballpark where the ball flies against Garza, Bohr could easily be a ding-dong candidate tonight. Rangers versus Pelfrey, 481 total. Lefty's 367, righty's 331. Mets versus Lively, 481 total. Lefties, 336. Righties, 357. I like that Mets stack as a good-looking stack as well. And that one, D-backs versus Gray, if you want to go that route. Red Sox versus Estrada. He's been good against lefties, okay against righties. Um, Flyball guy, so keep that in mind. A's versus Fulty. Lefties hitting 354, so hopefully Yonder's back. Uh, I love Healy. He hits righties very, very well. The crush is lefties, but hits righties really well. Uh, Olsen, don't forget him, and some other guys in that lineup. Maxwell's a cheap catcher. There's a lot to like in that lineup. Cubs versus Feldman. Um, A's team total is higher than Cubs, by the way. Cubs versus Feldman. Lefties 365, so Rizzo, easy play there. And then some other guys, of course. Angels, Mariners, those are all options. Um, there's a lot of good options to attack tonight. And then you got your your nice pitching angles as well. So lots to like. My favorites are like Tampa Bay, stacking my Tampa Bay, Milwaukee. I love that Cleveland-Detroit game stack. Uh, Miami and the Mets, those are probably my top stacks on the night if you want to go that direction. 
So there you have it. 15 game slate is loaded. I know it's been long pods lately, but there's been a lot to talk about. A lot of good stuff, and I hope it's working. I had had a good night last night. Almost almost took down the three max twenty dollar entry deal. Uh, it was really really close. Missed a if one punt goes off, we take it down. So good night there. Let's do it again tonight. Uh, check out thesportsdgens.com at thesportsdgens. We have Bench with Bubba, episode 43 with Doc, talking all sports, MMA, NFL, NCAA, NBA, you name it. We probably talked about it. Um, Around the Bases, episode 18 with myself and Boston Mo, talking a lot of good stuff. Dodgers, Rays, Brewers, Royals, all kinds of good stuff. If you're a baseball fan, it's a podcast you will enjoy. I promise you that. Check that out. And we'll have NASCAR preview. It is in my inbox. I will have that posted this morning from the real Josh G. They're going back to Daytona Saturday night race. So be ready for that one. But more importantly, good luck tonight on your 15-game slate. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with your Saturday action. But let's get at it tonight. Let's get some green screens. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. But this was this was around – or <laughs> this was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Friday, June 30th edition. I'll catch you guys later. I'm out. <laughs>